It's not just about technology. It's also about the systems within the business, the existing equipment that they have. But also, fundamentally, the stuff that really makes a difference is around the people in the business. Um, what are their skills? What are their attitudes to digital? So we go into culture. It's around leadership. Uh, is there real leadership support in the business for making a difference at all levels? And of course, then it's also about um, suppliers and about customers, because for an end to end um, improvement in productivity, resilience and sustainability, you've got to involve your partners as well. So a whole range of things and digital readiness brings those together. The complexity of making digital work within a business can be reduced dramatically by having a good understanding of those dimensions of, of people, of leadership, of technology, of customers and of suppliers. And that's really what digital readiness helps to do. Keep people focused on the things that matter and help them to monitor and make progress in the areas that are really going to make a difference to them. Made to Grow, the podcast for SME manufacturers brought to you by Flowlens, the simple, affordable MRP system. Over 10 episodes, we've got a host of experienced manufacturers, industry thought leaders, and subject matter experts sharing their personal stories and professional insights to help you on your manufacturing success story. So stay tuned and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for a new episode every fortnight. This week, we're talking about a subject which is close to my own heart and the hearts of everyone here at Flowlens, digital transformation in manufacturing. While I could wax lyrical on the subject for days myself, I'm always happy to hear from other perspectives and to learn from my more knowledgeable peers. One such expert is this week's guest, Dr. Stephen Barr, a designer, engineer and sustainable manufacturing specialist who is also MD of Edge Digital Manufacturing, a specialist consultancy supporting UK manufacturers on their journey to digital transformation. Let's jump in. So welcome, Stephen Barr from Edge Digital Manufacturing. Thanks for, for joining us today. Uh, Stephen has a, an illustrious career uh, oh. an engineer <laughs> by background, um, but spearheading probably, you know, for two decades, uh, productivity and improvements across the manufacturing sector, probably longer, maybe doing you a disservice there, Stephen. Um, so I'm really delighted to have you uh, on board and uh, as a guest on the podcast because that, thanks, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. The uh, the breadth of your experience um, is is uh, significant. So could you um, just elaborate on that and correct any of my <laughs> timing um, uh, assumptions there and uh, give the guys a bit of a, an overview of your career? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, goodness. Well, look, I have indeed been working in manufacturing for a rather long time. I, uh, I'm an engineer, a designer, I suppose, by background. And I suppose I've been working for half of my career, something like that, so about 15 years or so, specifically in manufacturing, mostly with uh, manufacturing customers. So I work a lot with business leaders of small, medium and large size companies, mostly in the UK. And we've been lucky enough over the last uh, five years or so with Edge Digital Manufacturing, which I founded with Ravi Goodemal, uh, to work with many hundreds of companies, particularly smaller companies, through programs like Made Smarter and also with the, the new digital supply chain hub and the smart manufacturing data hub. 
So a good deal of work through programs, but also private work as well. And the thing that really excites me, it gets me out of bed, as you were saying, is helping business leaders with the, the, the genuine problems that they're wrestling with. So a whole range of things around skill shortages, uh, supply chain difficulties caused by all sorts of things. Uh, customer demand fluctuations, energy costs, um, and an increasing awareness of the need for uh, carbon emissions reduction if we're all going to play our part in, uh, in solving the uh, environmental crisis. So those are things that really do um, excite me, energize me, and uh, hopefully I can bring some of that to the people that I work with. Happy days, yeah. I think um, it's a it's a major feat, um, sort of digital transformation. So it needs energy, it needs passion, it needs commitment, um, because there are still a lot of people there that either just don't have the time or maybe the belief in it uh, just yet. Um, and uh, so yeah, thank you for joining us, Stephen. So you know what um, <clears throat> we started talking about um, before uh, we went on air is the. You know the concept of, of digital readiness, um, and uh, you with others have developed a, a sort of digital readiness framework um, for for companies to assess actually where they are and benchmark where they are. And from personal experience, you know we we find that companies that have a really good feel for um, what what stage of development they're at, where their business goals are going to take them, and you know the kind of appetite within the business for for change that those are the companies that will actually succeed because of a more realistic uh, approach to to the transformation and they're going into it with their eyes open um you've developed this uh, drl mm -hmm. um system can, can you elaborate on that and and the impact that that has yeah, sure. So a, a tiny bit of background. So Ravi and I were the technical authors of a British standard on digital readiness in manufacturing uh, back in 2019. Uh, and it built on work that we had been doing with the Digital Catapult, with the High Value Manufacturing Catapult, Knowledge Transfer Network and other partners to, to get a sort of cross-industry way of helping companies uh, not just SMEs, but the whole manufacturing sector to 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 really move forward with with key things that were stopping folks investing in data and digital. And business leaders can also can often struggle with questions of you know where, where do we start, and even if we have started, um, how do we move forward quickly enough uh, to satisfy a business case and particular business objectives that we've got, and then how much digitalization is actually appropriate for the business. So digital readiness helps leaders to get their heads around the whole panoply of things that they're going to need to get right. So it's not just about tech. I mean, we all know that. It's not just about technology. It's also about the systems within the business, the existing equipment that they have. But also, fundamentally, the stuff that really makes a difference is around the people in the business. Um, what are their skills? What are their attitudes to digital? So we go into culture. It's around leadership. Uh, is there real leadership support in the business for making a difference at all levels? And of course, then it's also about um, suppliers and about customers, because for an end-to-end -end, um, improvement in productivity, resilience, and sustainability, you've got to involve your partners as well. So a whole range of things. And digital readiness brings those together. Um, the uh, the standard, the British standard, PAS 1040, uh, available in all good bookshops and eBay in particular and the BSI website, um, that expresses 10 different dimensions. Now, I have to say that's not the only way to do it. 
And in fact, the digital readiness tool that we've developed has 10 dimensions, but other tools are available. I'm not necessarily just pitching the edge digital readiness tool, though it's worth knowing that that's deployed across. Um, we wrote the standard, but actually, more importantly, it's got real traction. So uh, roughly a thousand users have um, entered their self-scores in the system, and it's being used across four Made Smarter regions and two Made, made Smarter innovation hubs, the digital supply chain. Uh, innovation hub and the smart manufacturing data in a innovation hub so it's got real traction in the industry that's excellent um and it's great for for that sort of uh social proof as marketers would call it because i think there's that suspicion of about digital and um even mm-hmm. giving away information uh is something that that manufacturers can be reluctant uh, to do in my experience because they you know rightly have IP and whatnot but many share similar operational difficulties and challenges and opportunities so having that kind of uh, that social proof makes it um, a more compelling uh, thing to try out so you know talking then about the outputs of of that uh, you know once you've had somebody kind of self uh, report their 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 status or their readiness. How do you then um, execute on that, given those all those different dimensions? Yeah, so there are there are key things here. Um, one of the first things that it will do, if you simply enter your scores uh, in the app, uh, then it will give you a benchmark against other users of the tool. And as I mentioned, we have something like a thousand users now, so that benchmark data set is increasing all the time. And that benchmark is useful in itself um, against uh, companies of a similar size, of similar sectors. But not just that, it also gives you a way of tracking over time. So we find that uh, users are using this multiple times, which is exactly what we had intended. So over the course of time, because of course, you, you don't simply want to have a view of how good, bad, indifferent you were at the beginning of a journey. You need to recognize that it is a journey of digital transformation. And you'd kind of want to know how you're getting on. And another part of this is it's not just about individuals. It's about a, uh, let's say, a corporate, a group perspective of what's going on in the business. As, as we know, it involves everybody from the shop floor up to board level often to really deliver on digital transformation. And I guess as many of us know, uh, transformation projects of any kind, particularly those involving IT, uh, are not necessarily the most successful projects that a business will go into. And part of the reason is that people lose their way. Um, people were perhaps not focused enough in the first place, but certainly being able to keep on track, uh, we find really important. And users of the tool are also finding that a, a, an advantage to just keep keep focused on the things that really matter. Particularly from the SME side of things, you know, companies at the smaller end of the scale can only really do one thing at a time other than keep the day job going or keeping the, the business as usual running. So um, helping to prioritize and understand either where low hanging fruit would be or, you know, where, where the biggest uh, kind of win through a digital um, project might be is, is something that the tool would offer. Well, the tool itself, bear in mind, is, is an enabler. The tool itself doesn't deliver 
what it does do is to provide key information to allow business leaders at, at all levels of business to do what they need to do, which is to keep focused on all the aspects that are really important in moving forward with digital tech to deliver productivity, resilience, and sustainability. So the, the real outcomes that you want to measure are, of course, those improvements. The tool itself measures your readiness to deliver those improvements. Uh, so uh, the, the way we do it is, is to provide a score from zero to nine, uh, similar to uh, technology readiness level or manufacturing readiness level. That, that was the analogy there. So you can see how a business is moving forward from uh, early stage, um, low level of awareness of what's possible to where you really want to get to, which is making the best possible use of digital technologies in the context of your business, which might not necessarily be a nine in every category, but it's certainly moving from one towards nine. And it is, it is important that we recognize that every business is different and not everyone needs to end up as a smart factory, but certainly that's the direction of travel that we, we encourage. The Made to Grow podcast is brought to you by FlowLens, the simple, affordable MRP system specifically designed for SME device, equipment and machinery manufacturers. Our top-rated cloud-based software can help you cut down on wasted materials, time and money and eliminate the chaos of running your manufacturing with spreadsheets and hope. Our customers have reported savings of over a day per week per person in their business by cutting out needless admin, duplication of work and countless mistakes. Plus, lead times are shortened by up to 75%. And after hundreds of successful implementations, we've got the blueprint for manufacturing success nailed down. Head over to flowlens.com for a quick video tour of the software and to hear from more manufacturers like you who have transformed their businesses with Flowlens. Now, back to the interview. You talked there earlier about the, you know, the people aspect and, and getting people bought into change. Um, mm. You know, using, using the information you get from the digital readiness, uh, you know, how do you go about when you engage with a, a customer to then translate that into the hearts and minds of the, the people mm. across the business? Yes, uh, that's a really good question. And some some businesses just use the tool and they uh, not only self-assess, but they try to be self-sufficient as well. Uh, what works really um, effectively is working with an advisor. And, and, and I'm thinking here of Made Smarter programs, especially and local enterprise partnership uh, programs as well for business support, where advisors are employed and funded to work directly with manufacturing business leaders and uh, Edge Digital Manufacturing does quite a lot of that work as well as providing the, uh, the digital readiness tool. So the point is that there's an advisor there, a real expert in manufacturing and digital technologies who can help the business leaders actually to make sense of their position. So quite often we see very low scores or very high scores and both of those are, are quite thought-provoking. Um, if very high scores tend to mean people are rather over-optimistic, <laughs> you, know, you, you could imagine that the head of IT might well have a view about how effective the IT systems are in the business. Uh, we take that with a pinch of salt until we've actually talked to the business and helped them really think through what evidence they have, what they need to be doing in the future as opposed to the past. And that's not just a conversation one-to-one, -one, it's one-to-many within the business. So collaboration is a key thing. I hope what I'm emphasizing here is that um, the advisor role is really very important here. 
We're not doing away with that industry expertise, but we're giving companies a way of getting into it more quickly. Yeah, I think it, it creates a level of, of literacy um, where there might not be literacy. And it also creates a, probably a, a, an honest broker kind of approach mm-hmm. to, as you say, you know, people will have bias towards their role and their achievements and what they think is working well. And, you know, uh, you know that, that sort of old adage of, you know, we've done that, we've always done it that way um, for some people. Um, is just set in stone, you know, they, it takes a bit of challenge and um, an advisory kind of third party to come in and say, or just ask, um, I call them stupid questions, but <laughs> they're not necessarily um, that stupid, but, you, you know, challenging the, the status quo and I suppose having the, the benchmark alongside that engagement um, across the business is, is a really important way to, to, to challenge um, kind of calcified thinking it's, it's interesting you, you mentioned um there's no such thing as a stupid question i know that's a bit of a cliche to say that but really in all the years we've been doing this um i've learned so much by working with manufacturing business leaders um they've obviously learned as well from each other as well as from what i've had to say and what advisors have to say it, it is a learning experience and that's really what digital transformation is all about you try things out you see how they work, you learn, you engage with a wider group of people, and things begin to snowball and things really begin to get traction. So that that's, I think, a really encouraging feature um, of what digital readiness can help people to do within a business. Yeah. Kind of following on from that, in terms of, of skills, you know, kind of digital skills for manufacturing is you know it's quite a niche area. Um, albeit we've had um, MRP and so on. You have had these systems for for decades, but the, the evolution of those um, obviously um, carries on, and um, the lack of of those skills it seems to maintain or remain a, a, a problem. Do you? How do you see manufacturers tackling that kind of skills gap, particularly the smaller ones where their budget for training isn't is limited, or their capacity to to bring in additional resource with you know outside experience beyond the advisory piece you know how would how would you recommend people overcome that gap well and let's face it skills development particularly digital skills i mean remains one of the one of the great barriers to progress here and it is something that is government that government is attending to uh, but businesses themselves um can take an initiative, indeed are taking initiative, um, working through uh, communities within their local regions uh, can make a big difference because you, you can spot uh, ways of getting support for improving digital tech. So all sorts of organizations are providing those digital skills. Sometimes it's a question of funding, but quite often it's just it's a question of finding them and getting access to them. So working with Made Smarter, for example, working with um, growth hubs, uh, working with other organisations locally, uh, even chambers of com- uh, chambers of commerce, I found are very adept at uh, pointing organisations towards digital skills training programmes. But funding is always going to be an issue, and of course, finding raw recruits to come into the business who already have those digital skills—that is another related fundamental problem that is challenging the industry. It isn't going to change overnight, but businesses and government both have a role to play there, local and national government. Yeah, it's, it is good that it has 
being recognized. It just seems to be taking a long time for it to turn into something tangible um, mm. that, that and accessible by enough manufacturers. Um, yes, and I, I would recommend that people have a look at uh, the Made Smarter website, but also the Digital Supply Chain Hub. So that's dsch.co. Uh, uh, sorry, dsch.uk, and also the smart fan- manufacturing data uh, as well. So, um, both of those, uh, all three of those, are recommended sources for training in digital skills. So, th- thinking then more about the the customer journey and those different stakeholders. Again, how do you engage with uh, with a business to to kind of map that out and 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 decide you've got your readiness score your benchmark you've looked at your your customer journey and then you know how do you take that to the next step of deciding what to do so the, the core business of edge digital manufacturing um is around road mapping we call it that in the, in the broadest sense so what, what i mean by that is helping business leaders to really focus on the, the challenges that they have as a business um the, if you like, the, uh, the the options or the possibilities for using data and digital technologies to help them break through to, to solve those challenges, and then moving forward to actually roadmapping, setting out uh, key steps and the progress of those over time. Uh, so we, as Edge Digital Manufacturing, organize that often as sort of two half-day workshops or several larger workshops depends on the number of people and the size of the business but that's been very successful in terms of helping companies to get their heads around what's really going to make a difference and actually to become convinced about the business case for moving forward and then we can also introduce them if they're not already involved with uh, a program that could help them to fund those improvements whenever those uh, funding opportunities come up which is not always the case so which is why we work privately as well as through uh, public sector programs of all shapes and sizes around the country yeah the, <clears throat> the funding kind of landscape is it's kind of congealing but it's it's still a bit from fragmented in terms of where where you can access funding and what you can access it for depending where you are in the country yes congealing is a slightly unfortunate word isn't it but i, I know what you mean uh, developing evolving yes <laughs> and it's, it, it doesn't help that the european funding has come to an end and we are still waiting for uh well regions at least are still waiting for the the next generation of regional funding which government has promised and it's uh it's it's still in the process of rolling out uh, we'll see what happens there but uh, under the funds as I've, I've mentioned a couple of times the decision supply uh, the digital supply chain hub DSCH and the Smart Manufacturing Data Hub, SMDH, the first run out of Digital Catapult, the second one out of Ulster University. Both of those have funding right now for the next couple of years. So there are opportunities there perhaps for companies to to find some support. Mm-hmm. I think whenever you sort of take the, the sector as a whole, you know, um, and we talk about the productivity gap that we have with some of our, our major kind of international competitors, and you see what's the opportunity on the ground there to, to make make such a difference it's just giving companies that uh, extra bit of headroom that extra bit of capacity and breathing space to, to take a step back and look at the opportunities for improvement is is something that could um propel the uk um to where where it rightfully should be i suppose um because of the quality of the, the manufacturing the quality of the innovation is let down by the 
by the, the kind of product productivity gap. Um, but at least where Rome wasn't built in a day, and we can uh, these initiatives will chip away at it. Um, and, and right now, post pandemic, <laughs> let's face it, all of us need as much help as we can to get businesses back on track. Um, and manufacturing, UK manufacturing was already behind the game line and has slipped back further, as you've kind of indicated there in the last few years. But there's there's no doubt that British manufacturing, UK manufacturing, um, has amazing potential to um, boost UK trade, to be hugely successful in world markets, poised, if you like, for, for that great leap forward. Um, digital technologies, data and digital technologies, I think everybody recognizes have uh, an enormous role to play, uh, not just in productivity, but in sustainability as well, because um, energy uh, energy reductions, energy use can also be uh, improved um, through the same digital technologies that you're using to boost productivity. These are not different things. They're part of a spectrum of improvements in the business. So all of that is really, really encouraging. But yes, let, let's get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what's the URL? Where can people find the digital readiness tool to, to kind of take the first step? Well, as I mentioned, it's invo- it's available through a number of platforms. But probably the easiest thing to do is get in touch directly with Edge Digital Manufacturing. And we can then put people in touch with the appropriate uh, program and indeed help ourselves. So uh, I'm just going to, uh, mention an email address, which is probably the easiest thing. So that's info at edge-digital.co.uk, info at edge-digital.co.uk. That would be the best way to uh, get fo- get moving forward as quickly as possible. Brilliant. Thank you, Stephen. And j- just to sort of summarize, I, I think um, when we started our business um, 19 years ago, almost, uh, you know, we we were in the infancy of cloud uh, mm. applications and uh, the potential there to, to, particularly with businesses that were trading internationally or operating across multiple sites, uh, was evident. And you know, getting involved with uh, with people on the ground and bringing together those stakeholders was something that we, we were really passionate about early on in, in terms of the quality of the solution. And that was before we even built FlowLens. Um, Fast forward then ten years when we started, we saw the opportunity to create um, a platform for SMEs. Um, the, the same kind of issues were there, so it's it's fantastic to have um, a standard and a, and a tool that people can rely upon. That's not just vendor led uh, mm. marketing propaganda. Mm. Um, so the um, I would therefore heartily recommend that that, that anyone. Any manufacturer, as you say, who's maybe already tried some digital um, transformation, maybe been successful, maybe not, um, and obviously those who haven't uh, started down that track, um, take that first step and get a benchmark. Um, but um, if if you, if you'd leave our, our listeners with you know one kind of crystal clear actionable piece of advice um, as they go about their day. And think about this and what we've discussed what would that be Stephen? well the key you've already mentioned there that this is really all about helping companies to start to keep going and and to know what's appropriate for their business in terms of data and digital but the fundamental thing out of all of this is to, is to take heart that the 
complexity of making digital work within a business can be reduced dramatically by having a good understanding of those dimensions of, of people, of leadership, of technology, of customers, and of suppliers. And that's really what digital readiness helps to do. Keep people focused on the things that matter and help them to monitor and make progress in the areas that are really going to make a difference to them to deliver productivity, resilience, and sustainability. So hope is out there. The data and digital technologies to make a difference are out there. And I think we can really say that digital readiness is making a great difference, a great impact in the industry, judging by those thousands of users who've, uh, who've been using the tool. Brilliant. Well, we'll be sharing it far and wide um, on our channels. Um, Stephen, thanks again for, for taking part. I really value your, your input. And uh, we look forward to further conversations in the future, perhaps, as we see how, how things evolve in the industry. Yeah, happy to do that. It's been great. Thank you so much for the invitation and the opportunity to say something about digital readiness and, and Made Smarter as well. Great things are happening out there. Brilliant. Here's to that. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks again to Stephen for his time, and it was certainly worthwhile listening to the man who was the literal author of the Standard on Digital Transformation. It was interesting to hear Stephen echoing something said by my previous guests who have focused on process mapping and systems implementation. The actual technology, the hardware or software involved in digital transformation is only one element of a successful process. Everything begins and ends with people, from business leaders with the vision to see the potential, to shop floor team members who need to feel the benefits digital can bring to their work. Bringing your people along on the journey is emerging as one of the key lessons from the first series of Made to Grow. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Mark Tooby, Chartered Accountant and Virtual Finance Director to multiple SME manufacturers. Mark plays a vital role in helping small manufacturers in the northwest of England to analyse their business and identify the right suite of technology to help improve their sales, production and financial functions. Mark shares his process and gives us some key insights on the common pitfalls of systems implementation, including his perspectives as a Gold Zero partner. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. If you find this useful, please consider rating and reviewing Made to Grow on your podcast platform of choice. Till next time.